Hello, and welcome to Season 11, Episode 5 of the Cartridge Club's Game of the Month podcast, where we bring together members of the Cartridge Club community to discuss our community playthrough. If you're new to the club or are interested in participating in future months, please join our community Discord or follow us on Twitter, at Cartridge Club NA. We love to see the hashtag Cartridge Club used whenever you talk about one of the games we've selected. I'm Eric, the Mighty Q-Dog, here with my spouse, Melissa. And on behalf of our rotating pool of hosts, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Additionally, on behalf of the entire Cartridge Club community, I'd like to give a special thanks to our Patreon Club backers. Joel Boyce, Kevin from Canadian Grooves, Bass Guy, Caleb J. Ross, and Dean from Round 2 Gaming. Thank you. So it's January, and that means Sega Month here in the Cartridge Club. This time, we're playing a classic Sega Arcade and Sega Genesis Heavyweight, Golden Axe. Joining us to talk about the game is Bill from STC Pod. Howdy. How's it going? Bill, welcome. Thanks for joining us. We also have Duke from Retro Nonsense. How's it going, everybody? And Awazrim. That's me. <laughs> and finally, my spouse, Melissa, Mrs. Q-Dog. Hey, everybody. Let's start with Bill. Bill, tell us a little bit about yourself, your history with Golden Axe, and what your experience was with the game this month. Uh, well, first of all, uh, let me say what, a, what an amazing professional reading that was by our host, uh, <laughs> Mighty Q-Dog. Exceptional, exceptional. I was riveted for that entire read. It was so smooth and strong. Bill, you don't know how long he's practiced that. Can I just say? <laughs> and he's, gonna, he's probably night. gonna cut that out. <laughs> It, it was amazing. He's uh, he's ready to perform at his next big event. What's the next big event, Eric? Yeah. See if they have me back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Golden Axe. Um, I don't know. This, for me, in uh, high school, we had an arcade, like, within steps of my high school. So most lunches were spent in that arcade. And uh, once I found Golden Axe, that was, that was the deal. That was so many lunch hours spent playing Golden Axe on the arcade. It was... It was great. It was one of it was one of the few games you could just plunk in one quarter and play through your entire entire lunch hour the whole way through. It it just seemed um, very for the player. It wanted the player to succeed and give all the satisfaction along the way. So uh, I did have a Genesis growing up. So obviously, when you know you learned there was Golden Axe for the Genesis, you had to get that, and the port was was pretty good. wasn't as good as the arcade, of course, but uh, yeah, spent a lot of hours on that too. Did you really play through on one quarter? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. If you're the uh, if you're the lady, you know, because you got lots of magic you can carry with you. And uh, oh, we'll talk we'll talk about the characters too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the uh, arcade was where you started, and and you've played the Genesis version too. Is that right? That's correct. And then getting ready for this, you know, in honor of uh, the Q Dogs, I of course tried the the Sega Master System version. Uh, you know, it's it tried, it tried, and uh, <laughs> and then I did able. I was able to find uh, Golden Axe two and Golden Axe three, which I have no experience with, but I I got to dabble with those two. Good, good. We'll talk a little bit about those two. Okay, okay. So you're a veteran. You you're familiar with the game, Duke. How about you? Well, my name is Duke from Retro Nonsense. I have a podcast and a YouTube channel sometimes. But um, 
my experience with this game was, as far as I know, just um, Sega Genesis. Uh, I p played it casually when I was a young teenager. Um, I never had a Genesis, but um, a couple of my friends did. And I played this game, as I said, casually uh, with my friends, Sega Genesis, during sleepovers and, you know, stuff like that. But um, I never I never played through it um, back in the day, so to speak. Um, I never had it. And I never, to my best recollection, I never played it in the arcade. I, I might have, but I don't have any memory of that. So the Sega Genesis version is really the only version I've ever played. Played it on the original six-button controller. Um, I actually played it on my Genesis six-pack cartridge because I don't nice. have the uh, original, I guess, version. But it plays the same, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, so that's how I played it this time around. Okay. And uh, good, much good. like much like Bill, I did also play uh, Golden Axe Two. I was able to find that on the Switch Genesis collection. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, it was really cool that I got a chance to play that as well. Excellent. Yeah, I, I definitely want to talk about Golden Axe Two. Okay, Awazrim, how about you? Tell us about a little bit about yourself and your experience with this game. I've been gaming since the Commodore sixty four. Uh, my history with Golden Axe is with the Genesis. I don't remember when I got it, and I'm pretty sure I got it when it was re-released in the cardboard format because I don't have – I know I have my childhood copy, but I don't have a case with it. And I had a – it's in a clear plastic case, like rental case, so I'm pretty sure I threw that box away because those cardboard boxes were garbage. So I played the Genesis version. I messed around with the arcade version and the Master System version. But I know I beat – the uh, Genesis version as a kid. Very good. Do you happen to know, uh, Awazrim, if there's a difference? Are there? I'm thinking of Revenge of Shinobi, which has multiple different versions across time. Do you know if Golden Axe had anything like that either? Not that I'm aware of. Outside of, okay. like, there's some differences with the Master System version from the Genesis and the arcade. But, like, the six-pack that Duke played and maybe uh, the, the yeah. original version and the re-release, they're probably all the same. I right? think they're all the same, same version. And if there's any changes, it must be something really slight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And finally, Melissa, tell us about yourself and your experience with Golden Axe. Um, my experience with Golden Axe um, is basically watching you play it a little bit over the years uh, since you are a Sega boy. And you and your brothers uh, would play. So I've seen I've seen the game. Uh, I probably played it randomly with you guys when we would uh, get together to just hang out and play video games. So and then this time for this uh, show, I played it. I tried to play through. I was not very good. There was no way I would finish it in one quarter, like uh, <laughs> Mr. Bill over there no wow so um but I, I tried to play through it you and i and then i played co-op with you this time around that's we did, right there's co-op we did the first one and the second one so so we played it you and i played it on the sega genesis mini yes which um you know again it's it's the same genesis version as anybody have i actually uh, resorted to that to take advantage of the safe states, but don't don't tell anyone. Safe <laughs> uh, stating is fine. Safe so is fine. I did save. I did have to save state. So I want to talk to some of you guys who are a little better, or quite a bit better at me than games. 
Okay, so so yeah, so we played on the Sega Genesis. I tried it on a, a number of different versions: the Sega Genesis cartridge, Sega Genesis Mini. Um, I don't have access to the arcade, uh, so I didn't get a, a chance to tell us uh, to try that version out. Oh, it's a shame you didn't get to play the arcade version. Uh, I'll tell you at this point. Um, I remember wanting a Sega Genesis in 1989. I, I I got some magazine. It was called Game Pro. They were talking about the Sega Genesis, and they had shown ads of Golden Axe. And I remember seeing it from the arcade, and I was like absolutely in love with the with the ads for this. I wanted this game so badly for the the Sega Genesis in 1989 or early 1990. Um, I never ended up getting it at that time, but I was really in love with the. Um, the graphics, or at least the way the graphics appeared. And when we finally got the game, which was many years later, I was disappointed because one of the cool things in the arcade is when you kill or defeat an enemy, Bill, what happens to the enemy on the screen? Their clothes fall off? They stay there. No, go ahead. They stay on the screen. They stay on the screen all grayed out. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I've never seen a game do that before. They always disappear. And of course, we got the Genesis version years later and we killed the first enemy and he flashed and disappeared off the screen. And I was like, ah, oh, come on. That was one of the best parts about the game was all the dead bodies on the, well, okay. I don't want to get too grim, but all right. Anyway, back to the, uh, back to the arcade game, Bill, you, you have a lot of experience with it. Tell us a little bit about, is there a story of golden ax? Well, the, you know, you can dive pretty deep into the story of golden ax and all the characters have big, you know backstories and everything but if you just boil it down to the simplest thing there's a giant that uh has taken over this kingdom he's captured the king and the princess and he sent his armies out to uh rape and pillage the uh the villages and um there are three characters who were personally affected by tragedy by these armies and uh they managed to um survive and uh, as they're walking along they found their their friend alex i think is his name dies <laughs> and that put him over the edge they're like that's it and they took out alex so now we're gonna go and so they you go across the land and uh challenge the uh death adder yeah now i think in the arcade they actually show you talking to alex and he's attacked yeah. on screen yeah, he lives. In the Genesis version, it's all just exposition, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, why, why even mention Alex? Yeah. In the Genesis? <laughs> Who's this Alex? Like, come on. All right. So, why, why is his name Alex? I, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> there's Not a very, uh, medieval. There's another... a programmer or somebody's friend. <laughs> I mean, you got Axe Badler, Gilius, and then you got Alex. Alex. I want to know Alex's story. He came That's with true. a story. His, his story was very short. Help. He came and he died. Yeah, but he was your friend apparently. They yep. should do a whole Golden Axe spinoff about Alex. That's what I mean. Story, definitely, definitely. All right. So, Owasrim, you tell me that the Master System version has a little bit more or a it's, different story. It's different. Like I didn't play all the way through the Master System version. I was like, all right, let me watch a a playthrough, and I'll watch it like three speed to get through it. But at the end, <laughs> they start talking about this guy named uh, Tarek. In the Master System version, Axe Battler is Tarek. And I right. was like, oh, I had yeah. no idea about that. Um, let's see, it's it's generally the same thing. Death Adder came, he stole the golden axe, things are getting bad. But and then Tarek comes, he's he's the he's the hero that they need, not necessarily uh -huh. the hero they want or whatever. <laughs> he stopped by the temple of Uria, the temple the priest of the temple granted Tarek the choice of taking one of three magic powers of the gods who protect Uria. 
So it actually has a story reason of why he can pick between the magic. It's not just, you know, that's three magic because you had the three characters in the other games. Oh, which interesting. I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it also tells him, says that the priestess gave him the power to um, come back to life, but it, there was a limitation and he could only do it three times. So, <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was cool that there's actually a story reason for why he can choose the magic. And so it's a little, little twist and it's Tarek and not Axe Battler. Honestly, um, I brought up the story at the beginning of this because it has very little impact as far as I can tell on the actual game, right? I mean, they, they talk about it briefly at the beginning and then really it's just, it's just a street or I, what I call a street brawl. Yep. Just to beat him up. Wrong does the game, it, the story really doesn't reflect too much in the game, does it? No. No, it's all about really you're playing golden axe because it's all about the gameplay, right? Let's talk about the gameplay a little bit. Uh, somebody, we kind of mentioned some of the characters. Let's go through them explicitly. There are three characters that you can choose from. Uh, Duke, do you remember? You, you 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 named them off earlier. What are the three characters? Uh, I remember Gilius, who is the uh, dwarf. And mm -hmm. I think it's, it's Axe Battler is the character kind of um, framed after Conan. Uh, and I don't remember the girl's name, uh, the Amazon bikini wearing <laughs> girl. Um, I don't remember her name, but um, I, I, I played with uh, the dwarf pretty much every time. The dwarf. Bill, yeah. do you know the girl's name? Uh, Tyrus, Tyrus Flair. Tyrus Flair. That is that yeah. is right. She's from uh, Firebush Island. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. So, Duke, you told us you played with the dwarf. <laughs> Mostly, and he's the only one who's actually wielding an axe in the game. Mm -hmm. Bill, I, I asked you about the girl. I who did you play with? Uh, I always, uh, I always like playing with the dwarf. But if I'm doing a solo run, I do like taking the girl because she can carry so much magic too. But I don't know. On the Genesis, I think she's really tough to play with. She her yeah. reach is really tiny. What is she? What's her weapon? Is it a sword too? It's, yeah, I believe, like a, yeah. It's supposed to be a long sword. I did all try right. all the characters um, when I first started playing it. I did try them all. Yeah. And I, th I think I picked the um, Gilius the Dwarf last, and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's the best. So I, I stuck with him, but I did try them on. I think the least, my least favorite is Axe Battler. He's just kind of mundane and kind of bland. Yeah. Um, doesn't play very well, but the Dwarf really has the best play controls, I believe. What did you like about the dwarf? Was he stronger or or what? Or just yeah. Well, his his um, ram attack was very yeah. effective, um, and he just I don't know just something about his his stature, his his kind of uh, compactness seemed to kind of play into being able to maneuver better and and fight a little better. It could just be in my mind, but I just preferred using him. Okay. Um, over the others. What about you, Awazrim? Who did who did you like to play with? I play with all three of them, but generally it's either Axe Battler or uh, Gilius. Is there something about thinking about doing that ram attack or charge attack and just hitting somebody with uh, that Viking style helmet? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. His his special attack it, it gets you out of so many tight spots when you when they're cornering you when they're when they're on each side of you and you're swiping one way and then special attack and he swings backwards. And knocks the guy behind him and comes back. 
you need to have that special attack going for Gilius. Now, wait a minute. What's the special attack? Is it that thing where he rolls, or are you talking about the yeah. charge? No, where he rolls backwards. Did Funny you mention that? that because I I hated that thing. I could not get that. I tried it all the time and it never did anything. It just annoyed me. So I never used that. Wow. <laughs> well, no, maybe fun. maybe I didn't. Maybe I got to practice at it, but it, for me, it was not effective at all. I, I don't. I, I thought it was just like a get out of the way maneuver. I didn't think it was an attack. But every time oh, I yeah. did it, it didn't do anything. I think that's their most powerful one too. If you use their special attacks, I think that takes the most hit points away from your enemy. And uh, that will always clear out the guy behind you, and they can't really counter that in the original game. Well, let me tell you, I'm not trying to jump ahead. I know we'll talk about it later, but his special attack in in the second game uh, was much better for me. Because I, I, I use it all the time in the second game, where he spins around his axe yep. and knocks people back um, yep. on both sides. That was great, but I could not get this rolling thing to do anything for me. No. That's interesting. I, I, yeah, the the rolling thing, I could barely get it to pull off. But Bill, you're telling me, I mean, this is one of the things that I noted about this game is that when, especially when you're playing solo, they like to put two or more characters on the screen and they like to surround you. Yeah, <laughs> they go on either side of you. And you're saying that the dwarf special attack can actually knock the guy behind you back. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's pretty long distance too. It's like two and a half paces. You'll roll back. So once you learn that spacing. As soon as they fall in behind you, you hit your two buttons, he clears that guy, and then he rolls back to where he was, and you finish the guy off Ooh. in front of you. I'm going to have to revisit that. Uh, based yeah, I've never gotten that on one to yeah. work either. Also, the only I mean, wanna... is hitting those two buttons simultaneously. Exactly. That if, is the, if, it had, as long as, if you would have had the Super Nintendo controller that was the extra button, Oh, then it would have been way better because putting pushing those two buttons <laughs> at the same time, you'd end up jumping half the time. It was... It was yeah, that'll kill you. If, you, if you're planning on the special and it does a jump, you're like, oh, yeah. frustrated. If they would have released this on the Super Nintendo. It would have been maybe the, one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Oh, maybe the Super <laughs> Nintendo couldn't handle it. I just I don't know if it could have. I'm pretty sure Golden Axe came out before the Super Nintendo, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Let me, I, I definitely want to talk about the controls, but before I forget, I want to make sure I, we get Melissa. Melissa, tell us about your favorite character. Um, and any 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 strategies you had, like Bill, about how you uh, dealt with this? My strategy was but button mashing. So, <laughs> you know, um, no, but I actually played. I would play Tyrus mostly because when we played together, you played Gilius. So I was left with you know Tyrus or Axe Butler, and I did try Axe Butler too, and I. Um, I actually, today, I ran through it uh, solo, and I got further with Tyrus than I did with X-Boy. So her butt may <laughs> have had boy. something to do with it, you know, the way she shows it around. I don't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> we did do a poll of the Cartridge Club community to see who the community prefers to play with. And there were a couple of, there were a couple of write-in responses. Uh, most of them, two of them, there were only three. Two of them were for Gilius the Dwarf, and one was for Tyrus. I didn't even see this poll. Was I didn't either. It was early. It was early in the month. Let's see, uh, January sixth, maybe is when it was done. But the poll also had a color coding to it, and I am not sure if it meant to um, like if you want Tyrus Flair, which is red. Um, blue, I forget if blue is retweet or um, comment, 
and then green was Gilius Thunderhead. But a lot of people liked the the the, uh, the tweet. So if we if I'm to interpret it that way, we had a lot of votes for Tyrus. But I'm not sure that's that's actually the way the vote went. But I'm going to claim I'll I'll make the my analysis is that it seems many people enjoy using the dwarf. That seems to be the the most preferred preferred character. And certainly, as you mentioned, Melissa, it's my preferred character. Um, I think we like the strength and the, the, the arc of the axe and things like that. And uh, as Bill mentioned, the charge attack is, is almost unstoppable, which I is what I typically use to um, knock enemies away to give you a little bit of space. I felt that these enemies were constantly trying to get on either side of you and close in. And um, one thing I also noticed was in some of the middle to late stages, there's one in particular where the fighting area is really closed in. And so one of the things that I was constantly trying to do was knock enemies away just so I can get some space to work. Do you guys have any comments about that? Am I the only one? Or uh... I think it's a flaw, actually, of the game. It's um, You find yourself almost, I don't want to call it cheating, but I guess maybe playing like maybe they didn't intend to get – right away, very early on you find out that you really can't just – button mash and, and use your regular attack you, you either have to be jumping around like a, like a rabbit or using your charge attack and that's really it i mean the whole game that's pretty much what i have to do every once in a while you might find yourself in a position where you can just hit your attack button but within a couple of seconds somebody's coming from behind you like you said you know you got to stop and turn around uh, maybe if i knew how to use that roll thing like bill's talking about that could have helped a little bit but i find myself just jump <laughs> jumping all over the place like like a nut and swinging my axe around and um again also the charge attack and almost to a flaw because i mean let's face it the whole game it's just rinse and repeat you don't there's no upgrades you're not learning any new moves it's the same thing over and over and over until you yeah. just beat the game um so i find myself going back and forth with my charge attack and jumping around and using my axe and that's pretty much the whole game um and especially you know it's not a very difficult game, um, especially when you learn that. When you learn that you can get, like when you have two big enemies um, and you, you make separation and get in between them, you just do your charge attack back and forth and then you just do that like 50 times and they never hit you and then they die. So I kind of think it's a bit of a flaw with the gameplay. Um, again, I don't want to call it cheating, but you almost kind of have to find that, what's the term, like breaking the game kind of thing or, or spamming, whatever they call it. It's, um, it's and you, cheesing. You have to cheese the battle system because you just yeah. sit there and you're like, all right, I know how to, you, like you said, you just charge back and forth. And Yeah, and I mean, is that really what, what you're supposed to do or what they intended you to do? But that's what probably everybody does because it's very easy to discover that. And you, you rarely are just beating like like a traditional beat-em-up. You're not doing a lot of cool moves and throwing people around a lot because you really can't because as soon as you start doing it, you're going to get attacked, so you got to stop and then jump into your your axe or whatever character you're using. But use your jump attack and your ramming, or your charge attack, and then from time to time your magic, and that's that's the whole game. Bill, are you going to take this? <laughs> well, it's up to the player to mix it and mix it up as much as they want. You know, there's the high jump and stab downwards maneuver. You know, there's your special attack, like you say. Um, sure, you, you you can use the ram, but if you were the, I find if you're Axe Battler, uh, there's a good chance your ram attack's not going to work. They're going to stop it because he's so slow. 
But if you're the dwarf, you can pretty much nail that 99% of the time. And then there's times where you, you're trying to double tap over and it doesn't mm -hmm. go. And that yeah. just leaves you wide open. Um, I'd say the strategy, um, the fail safe strategy in Golden Axe is definitely keep in motion because they can't hit. You can like do -si do with all the enemies all around them and literally go up and down through them and they can't hit you until they kind of, you know, get you within a sword's length and then they'll have their business with you. But, um, you know, the challenge ramps up as the game goes along. The enemies get tougher and certainly faster. So they do. Yeah. But you still you still end up doing the same technique. At least I did, because that's the most effective. So yes, you can mix it up some for fun. But if you're trying to beat the game, um, then jumping and charging is the most effective way. And then again, that's and ends up you just end up doing that the whole time. At least that's what I did. At at the end of the game, when you when you die, when you yeah. when the game is over and you're dead or you you beat the game, there's a grading or rating system from f to a plus or s or something and you kind of get a score for how strong you were um my impression is that using the charge attack or some of the some of the techniques that maybe you're talking about duke would lead to a lower score but i seem to recall from your postings you you got a pretty good score at the end of this so did you guys figure out that grading system how, do, how does that ranking work I don't, sure. I don't have a clue. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was always, you know, like hit to damage ratio of some sort. I, I was wondering. I've never quite figured it out, and I was wondering if it had to do with, you know, uh, I'll, I'll mention this tactic. Uh, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of areas in the games where there are edges to the screen or cliffs. Um, one of the tactics I use because I'm not good enough to just beat these guys to death is to knock them off. Um, yeah. Did you guys use? And I, I found in one case where I was particularly successful at that, my grading went up, meaning I had fewer. I was able to kill the enemies or dispatch them very quickly by mm -hmm. simply knocking them off a cliff, and that that helped. You can uh, even did you guys employ that? Huh? You can even lead them off the cliff, where you yeah, can like trick them into just yeah. walking off. <laughs> God, That's one of the best part of the game for me. I love throwing them off and making them fall off because it's like, yeah. boom! I got to keep going. Let's go. How about the magic? I know Melissa, you played with all. You tried out all the characters, right, Melissa? So yeah. What? How? How about the magic? What, what did you think about that system? Is it important to the game or? Well, I you know, the way I used magic was mostly to save it up until you got to the boss, um, and then you know used it like on the the boss level of each level, so to speak, right? So. Um, with Tyrus, you know, she had the flames and it seemed, it seemed really strong. I mean, you had to like, the only problem was that you had to fill it up. So you had to get like eight or nine magic bottles, which is, was kind of annoying. Cause sometimes it was like those little, what, I don't know what they are, nymphs or whatever. They would roll around, they would run around with their little sacks of magic. And sometimes trying to hit them was pretty annoying. But usually, usually I got it. And so, like, her magic was pretty awesome, especially when you were leveled up on the magic because, you know, the, the dragon came and, like, annihilated everybody. So I really liked yeah. using that. How about everyone else? Did you guys use the magic a lot, or was it just a waste of time? Bosses. Save it for the bosses. Bosses. Make it make it a little bit quicker. Um, yeah. But looking at the Master System manual, 
And for the game over screen, it says after game over is displayed on the screen, your game results will be displayed. At this time, a value indicating your strength in the game will be displayed. Calculation of that value is based on the number of enemies you defeated, the number of lives you used, and a coefficient for your level. Okay. Well, there you go. So it has nothing to do with how fast you defeat them, just your number defeated. I wonder if knocking them off a cliff counts then. Does that count as a defeat or does that count as nothing? I'd think it counted as a defeat because they despawn, so they're dead. Duke, tell me, tell me about the magic. I, much like everybody else said, mainly used it when I got to a boss where there were also other enemies on the screen. But I did find, I don't know if it's if, if different strengths of magic. I guess it is. But it, it never seemed to do too much. Like, I never killed anybody with my magic. I would hit it, and they would just fall over, and I'd still, it still seemed like I had to hit them many, many more times to kill yeah. them. So I don't think it did too much except just give me a maybe a one hit or so. But I, yeah. I could be wrong on that. Did you save up oh. your magic? Like, uh, you know, I don't know if it's apparent or not, but the, each character has three or four different levels of magic, and you have to yeah. get so many bottles to work it up to that. Did you guys try to max out your magic before using it, or was it? Yeah, I always did. Julius only have four, right? So it doesn't take yeah. long to fill it up. So it's pretty quick. It's like ahead, uh, when you know you got a hot date on the weekend, so you're saving it up the whole week. <laughs> Yes, that's what we were all thinking, Bill. Thank you for. But also, the magic is it gets you out of a tough position, right? When they're all around you and the skeletons are just getting out of control, you, you can just hit that magic and it yeah. kind of gets you out of trouble. I'm not sure yeah. if it's just the arcade or if the Genesis did it too, but even if they're in the middle of swiping you out, you can hit the magic and it just takes over, kind of saves you. Yeah, it's, it's the same on the Genesis. It'll knock them back and give you half a second of breathing room. Yeah. Right. But I think like the magic and the strength for the characters is kind of, you know, Gilius is weak and magic. He's strong. Axe battlers medium. And then Tyrus is weak physically, but she has strong magic. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. if you save up Tyrus's <coughs> or Tyrus's um, magic, she can do some damage with the dragon breath. Oh yeah. yeah. How we yeah. played in the arcade of, two or three of us were playing like definitely someone's going to be the girl and someone's going to be the dwarf and we would just yell at whoever's playing the dwarf to use magic whenever we got into trouble and we'd save up her magic for the mm -hmm. big uh -huh. <laughs> i tell you more yeah. than anything it's it's just great to see the great 16-bit sprites and all the, the cool uh graphics with those uh magic spells so that that's to me the best part of the magic is you know, checking checking all the different levels of it, and the different characters have their different mad. Like the dragon, like you said, with the girl, it's awesome when it comes across yeah. the screen. Yeah, so it's just great, great kind of uh, example of the Genesis graphics and everything. Good. Superior Genesis graphics. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Can yeah, I ahead. also say like the? I just have to say like those skeletons. The one I hated the skeletons the most. And then, like the, the like the enemies that were gray, like it was like the same enemies, mm. but they were like gray, like almost like statue-like color, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. I felt like those yeah. were the hardest ones. Yeah. And they they were tough. Made me really? angry every time, and I would probably <laughs> use uh, magic sometimes with them because I was like, I can't, I can't with you anymore. <laughs> In the uh, again with the arcade, sorry to keep going back to it, but talking about the skeletons if you're in uh, a screen position where it's telling you to go 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 and you just wait because it's an arcade they have to move the player along right so two of those shadow 
skeletons will come up out of the ground and wipe you out instantly. Mm. I yeah. thought maybe they'd do that too on the Genesis. I sat today waiting for some to pop up and never happened. Never happened, huh? Yeah, the skeletons, I'll agree. Yeah, let's talk about the enemies. Uh, any particular enemies that you guys found? I mean, I'll nominate the skeletons. They were incredibly annoying. Um, any particular enemies that stand out or, or bosses that you want to talk about that, that stand out? Or was it all, like Duke said earlier, it's all just more of the same? <laughs> well, I'll say I guess I'm with Melissa. Those charcoal-colored, grayed-out enemies were kind of a – they were pretty tough. But um, I guess they were my – I had the most difficulty with them, I would say. I think the best looking are those huge knights. They were so yeah. fun to fight and very satisfying when you get some swipes on them and you're not just charging like Duke does. It's, uh, <laughs> it's excellent. Super satisfying when you can charge them over a cliff too. That's. Mm. I noticed that with those, if you're talking about the same enemies that I'm thinking of, you really couldn't do your jump attack with them because they would swipe you in the air. Yeah. You had to do the charge attack yeah. uh, or get, get in a good position and use your regular attack. But as with all the other big enemies, there's always other enemies around as well that you have to deal with too. So yeah, yeah, they yeah. were pretty they were pretty challenging. With the knight, if you're the dwarf, his special attack will get them too without if you can get learn that special attack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be going that. out going and playing playing it and trying out the special attack. I know. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do that too because I had trouble enough just doing like the charge attack you know like with the double doing it consistently is... yeah doing yeah. it consistently i'm an electrician i'm going to try to splice in my super nintendo controller in the <laughs> genesis and see if i can get that extra button to work let's let's talk about i, I, I want to talk about the control because you know duke i know you are a, an excellent game player and you keep saying how the game is easy and you beat it i will admit i i do not find this game easy i have not I have not beaten it without a save state. I find the controls to be um, very difficult. They are, uh, if you're in the middle of an animation, there's you, you, your controls do nothing. If you're getting swiped at by an enemy, you can't get out of it. You just have to sit there and take it. How did you find, how did people find the controls? Because I found the first golden axe, to, the control to be very difficult for me to get through. I'd say it makes it, it makes the game ir more irritating for sure because like you're trying to get in position and it seems like the hit boxes aren't as tight as they should be because there's yeah. times you're swinging at somebody and you, you miss but it goes through them and then they swing and hit you right. yeah and I had that happen several times like okay it just went straight through that guy you're on the same plane he hits me I get up I walk back over to him and I hit and then I can actually hit him so yeah. I don't know if they had the iframes or what but there's a lot of cheap hits. I found that true, especially trying to get those magic potions from those little imps. <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly swinging at them, and it's like <laughs> I just keep missing them, and they're dancing around. Yeah, you're, you're a pixel off the right plane, or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Or Bill, I mean, are we are we are we nuts? Did you did you have this experience? I found the control to be very challenging. Yeah, I thought I know the controls. Uh, they feel great, like very responsive really? and. Uh, I like the feel of it. Now, again, you go for the special attack and it doesn't happen and you jump. That is super frustrating. And uh -huh. I think on the Genesis, it is like millisecond between those button pushes. Like they have to be yeah. pushed together like so yeah. close. I like to think yeah. on the arcade, or maybe I was that much better in high school. Like it was really <laughs> easy to make that special attack happen. 
But on yeah. the Genesis, man, it's really tough. I'd be like, double button. Nope, double button. Nope, double button. <laughs> yep. nope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that um, it's interesting because I, I find the controls, it's fun. It's very satisfying. It's, it's a fun game to play. I wouldn't call it hard. I call it more maybe frustrating or irritating. But um, the controls are very satisfying in a lot of ways and very fun. But, again, it's that weird mix of also being a little frustrating, as you mentioned. Um, especially now this is not again this is not a nintendo versus sega joke it, it could be taken that way but the my three button controller the original sega genesis controller is very difficult to push those two buttons at the same time like bill's mentioning physically and unlike um a nintendo a regular nes controller or super nintendo controller they, the buttons are much more they're smaller and you can put your thumb over both of them and and hit them at the same time but the way the Wow. Genesis controller is laid out. It's just a little more difficult to do that, and the buttons are bigger, so you kind of push on the edge of two of the buttons, and I think that's where the difficulty comes in in getting that button push just right for that special control. But aside from that, um, yeah, I, I found the game. Uh, I didn't find it very difficult. Once you once you found out how to hack it or whatever you want to say with all the jumping and the charging, um, I didn't find it difficult, but it was frustrating and irritating at times but overall i think it's a it's a fun game to play it's really okay it's really fun okay well i guess it's me then i i had nothing but trouble with the control and i couldn't quite get the timing right all the time and certainly the planes that oz was talking about i'd be swiping or doing the jump attack and saying how did i miss this guy it just just didn't line up correctly um I moving on though TV. huh I blame our TV. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to, you know, I asked Duke about playing on original equipment. You know, we're playing on a high-def TV with God knows how much lag. I'm going to blame mm -hmm. that for my, my yep. problem. I think it's, it's the, the lag. lag. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just not that good at these games. I want to go to the, uh, we were talking about some of the enemies. Uh, I wanted to talk about the bosses. Um, Duke, I know in particular, I think you had tweeted out that you got to the end boss. The, Death the, the, the yeah. boss, the, the the queen or the princess and the king are, are strung up and you fight this boss. How did you guys find the Death Adder boss fight? I mean, I found it very similar to all the other ones. It, was, it wasn't it was particularly difficult. Again, you had the, the big boss and you had all the enemies swarming around as well. You got you took care of them first and then focused on your charge attack or whatever. And I think he was he was the one that kind of threw the magic down. He had to jump over, over it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then hit him. But if you did your charge attack, as he's charging his magic thing, you could hit him before he charged, before he got it on the ground. And That's right. Threw it towards you, and it was pretty, pretty easy um, yeah. for me. Um, and then, as you were talking about, I thought I beat the game, and then it goes on to another enemy. But I think yeah. that's extra in this game. That, that wasn't in the arcade, from what I understand, right? Yeah, that's an that extra was... level. You actually go inside the castle in there. Yeah. It stops there, and actually, in the Genesis, the first Death Adder you fight is like Death Adder Junior. Okay. The end of yeah, the next level, yeah. it's Death Adder. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, so there's an extra level in the Genesis version, and you go in, and that's the level where there's all kinds of cliffs that you can knock people off, and then um, you do fight another Death Adder. Now, again, I'm going to reveal sort of my inability to play this game. Uh, the final boss, Death, the main Death Adder. Deathbringer, I think, is what that last guy's called. Deathbringer? Okay. He had two skeletons. Are those skeletons uh, invincible, or are they just really, really strong? Do you guys know? Because I don't, I don't think, think I was ever able to defeat the skeletons, and I finally gave up and just focused on the boss. 
I think you're right. I don't think they die. And if, if they do die, then others come in. I yes, I think that's there, the case. There's, this, there's a constant. Yeah. You have those two guys, they're always there. And so it's you try to avoid them the best you can and then focus on the boss. So, yeah. So the, so the last boss, again, Duke, your theme, it's just sort of more of the same. This time his magic would go in eight directions or something. And But there is one thing that was particularly annoying about that last boss. If you got hit, what happened? Maybe you guys never got hit by him. Did you, was it an insta-death? It was, uh, he'd use magic. He, if, you, if he knocked you down or hit you, oh, then he would also light. use magic. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. You know, he, he would cycle through the different light, uh, the different magic when, when he wouldn't just use yeah. one. Random. So for me, at least, with the skeletons, I'm trying to get those guys out of the way because they're a waste of time to attack. I'm trying to attack this person, this death adder, but every time he knocked me down, there was another hit coming mm -hmm. with magic. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, that's how, yeah. That's how I remember it, too. It was and, weird. I, I, I kept trying to figure out what was going on. It was almost like it was glitching up or something, but I think that <laughs> that's how it was supposed to be. Yeah, it was pretty tough. How about the co-op? This game has co-op, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love co-op games. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm serious. Um, but what one thing I liked is that it didn't seem like there were more enemies due to us both playing. You know, a lot of times when you do co-op, then the enemies kind of change. Um, you get more because, it's you know, now there's two of you to play. Um, so I liked that. What I didn't like is that we could hurt each other. <laughs> and, oh, really? Yeah, so if you're you're trying to get a guy at the same time or you think, oh, I'll do the little, you know, um, dash run and then hit him, but your guy's right there, you're going to you hurt hit, each you other. Hit them first. My, my brother and I got in more than one fight because of that. So what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you, they walk into a yeah. swing, they walk into a charge, yep. something, and then, or if you're in the middle of swinging, you know, doing the was it a three or four hit combo, Mm -hmm. And then you pick him up and you're like, I can't do anything but throw you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you guys, did anybody else have an opportunity to play co-op this time around? I didn't I did this month, but definitely have in the past. It's nice. Uh, it's a nice, nice feature of the game. And I, Melissa's absolutely right. It doesn't add any additional enemies. But that might take away this game-breaking thing of charging your enemies if you have a friendly in there that's going to get in the way. You might have to come up with a new strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. My brother and I was usually you take the top half, I'll I'll do the bottom half, and let's right. try to communicate, which didn't you know didn't always happen all that great. But I mean, like a lot of times, like if there's like one enemy left, like one of the, one of us was just like sitting in the corner waiting because we didn't want to accidentally get hurt, you know. While while like you know if like I took care of one person, Eric would just wait until they were done, and then we'd move on together. It's interesting. I wonder if there were many other games with friendly fire in the co-op mode. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I think early on, especially arcade games, they had that friendly fire in there because it's going to make you put in more quarters if you can't keep out of the line of fire. If the first time you, you figure that out you're, or you're, you're playing, you're like, why am I losing so much health? What's going on? It's like, oh, it's because you keep hitting me. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. But yeah. collecting the magic, too, with two players is, mm -hmm. is a lot better. You get that little dwarf in between the two of you and just start swiping. It just bounces back and forth, back yep. and forth. Yeah. You can also, you can, sometimes you can get a boss in a juggle like that because you can sit there and interrupt their animation if you hit them at the right time. But people mm -hmm. hitting them from both sides, you don't have to sit there and go through that 
four hit combo that you can't alternate from. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention, I wanted to maybe go back to uh, some of the gameplay elements. There are creatures in the game. Uh, and as you go through the different levels, the different levels have different kinds of creatures. Did you guys ever uh, take advantage of using the, the animal mount for any reason? Did you, Oz, you're nodding your head. What, what did you, which ones did you, did you always try to get an animal or what? Oh, always try to get them because yeah. it'll save you some, some hit points. The, the animal will take hits instead of you. And oh, really? if you can do it right, because you have, I don't know the actual names of the creatures, but you got the tail swiper. Yeah. You got the one that shoots fireballs and the one that just shoots fire on the ground. And if you can time those right, you can sit there and alternate. You basically juggle the guys, even when you have them on both sides, if you can hit them, hit them right. Because you turn around and hit, shoot one, turn around and hit the other one, and by the time the other one is getting back up, you can turn around and hit them again. And so, it, and even with the bosses, you can sit there and just time it right, and there's nothing they can do. Duke, did you use the creature mounts at all? Yeah, always. Um, I, I'll, I'll say my favorite is the fire-breathing dragon. That was yeah. uh, for me the most effective and a great, most effective and a great sound effect as well. When you breathe that fire, I just love that sound. <laughs> um, but I, I will say the tail swiper was a little wonky with uh, yeah. hit detection, and it was hard to kind of line it up. And you had to kind of turn around and face the right way before yes. you hit you hit your button, and then turn around again if you want to hit it the other way. So it was a little clunky. So I, I always got on it, but I, I really enjoyed the fire breathing dragon the most. With the with the tail swiper. And like I got used to it towards the end of playing, is you have to hit it and you hit it again so that you swipe one way and you come back yeah. the other way so you're facing the right way. Yeah. And yep. you just have to get used to used to doing that because instead of you know hitting it and turning turning the other way, if you hit it twice, you yep. can turn around a little bit quicker. You, you got to be facing the enemy so that when he swings the tail, mm -hmm. it'll 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 actually hit him. I think he was called uh, the chicken leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. It's certainly. Right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. And so okay, overall the creatures are called bizarians. 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 Right. Oh, there's a little uh, little tidbit too. The uh, the one with the beak, the, I think it's a tail swiping one, was in um, uh, uh, Altered Beast. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys know that. that that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Yep. Good little uh, little, little Sega fan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think too back to the arcade. Um, Liz was saying you don't get extra enemies with two or three players, but there must have been in the arcade. Because I remember when we played co-op, two of us could be on dragons at the same time. So there must have been extra enemies. Well, it's either that or you came across... There's Sometimes there's some levels that have more than yeah. one Zarian yeah. show up. Oh, in that's a, true. In, yeah. in the village, yeah. yeah, you're right. So, But I didn't, like, I didn't play through the arcade. I played through the first two or three levels. So I'm not sure. That would be cool, though, if <laughs> you get both of them on, on Beasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what did you guys think about the overall design of the game? Uh, graphics, sound, control. Uh, Duke, I'd like to start with you as a first-time player. We kind of covered this a little bit, but if you were to sum up the game presentation overall, how, how do you feel about it? I think it's fantastic. Uh, I love the sound design. It, it fits with the theme very well the music fits great with the fantasy theme the graphics are great the six, i love 16-bit graphics and this one really knocks it out of the park with the big sprites and the, the background designs mm -hmm. um i, I could have done with a little more like there was no extra flair in the background like movement or like um cool little 
like I noticed in the arcade version, like the Eagle's eye is blinking. And in this version, it's not. So I, I know it's an earlier title, if I'm not mistaken. But um, aside from that, because I know they just improved on that kind of stuff in the future. But um, it, it's a it's a fantastic looking game. I love the theme and it's got a great tone, a great feel, great um, sound design, as I mentioned. So I, I really, all that stuff is good. And that, that death sound. Uh -huh. ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. It's funny how the music has to stop for it to play the, the scream. <laughs> they toned that down in the second one, which I know we'll talk about soon. <laughs> that second it's... one. I want to talk about the second one, too, but we'll get to that. Melissa, how about you? You were a first timer. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Um, I thought it looked great. I thought, and I I dug the music. The music was good, too. You know, it's it's a great beginning. You know, sixteen-bit uh, game, and it's short and sweet. Yeah, it like like they said, it's not hard, but it is a little irritating. But it's definitely um, something that you can just pick up and play. And if you're, you know. A one quarter guy then you can like get through it like like nobody's business and enjoy it just with the opening splash screen you got the bassy like oh, bongo yeah. sounds or something and the, the title swirling in it, it's just fantastic presentation all around yeah. the music is so good like you said the voices the voice kills i think uh some of them are samples from movies i think the actual Death really? Scrolls? Yeah, Rambo. Rambo. I don't think in this, I don't think in the Genesis version, I think the arcade version uses a sound clip of uh, somebody getting hurt in, in, the, in Rambo. Really? So I watched, yeah, I watched a couple of videos uh, in preparation for this and like History of Golden Axe. So that was one of the things I remember. Just the sound they gave to when your sword lands a swipe, that swiping sound through the bodies is just a perfect satisfying sound mm -hmm. and you know you've landed it it's so good and the clunk uh, clunk when you hit him over the head with your the butt of your sword all that stuff oh, yeah. sounds fantastic yeah. i agree transition between scenes you know it would get darker the music yeah. would fade into a new song is it's just well thought out thought overall great presentation it's the true. music changed the... when you had the um bosses too like when it, you knew you were at the final stage yeah. of the level mm -hmm. yeah and the, the oh. weird music with the little nymphs running around in between levels is just kind of eerie and weird and again just fits so well with the tone of the game yeah you know and I, I always try to put myself when i play a game like this a retro game i always try to put myself in that time and, and think about what it was like to see this back then and i gotta imagine and because i you know I, I did play it back in the day a little bit um and it was probably just mind blowing how great this game looked and sounded back in nineteen. What was it? Ninety. Help me out here. When did this come come out? Eighty nine. You said. I think it was eighty nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So seeing a game like this um, on a home console with this, especially the, the Genesis sound is fantastic. It's yeah, just Duke got, is like, blown away by the sound. Uh, <laughs> like I, I'm a Genesis fan. I'm not. I, I know I'm a Nintendo guy, but I, I love the Sega Genesis. It's very Good. unique sound. It's got great character to it it's back in the day when consoles all had their own kind of character and their own kind of yeah. fun vibe and the genesis definitely has an edgy kind of hardcore older kid as we all know and this game fits right with that it's just kind of dark and edgy and it's got that great bassy sound like bill mentioned um so it brings back 
all those uh, memories when you hear a Sega Genesis game. It's the same for games like uh, Altered Beast and Sonic. All, all the games for Sega have a very unique sound, and they it's a great sound. It's it is. It's great. It's it's iconic, especially if you grew up, grew up with it. You turn it on, you're like, oh, yeah. All the feels yeah. come back, and you know, and like I don't know why, but that death sound is just just great. <laughs> I definitely remember the death sounds about, you know, that was one of the things when I first saw it in the arcade. Okay, well then let me ask you, Owaz, uh, we've talked mostly about the Genesis version. We've talked a little bit about the arcade, but some of us also tried out the Master System version. So what's the deal with the Master System version? Yeah, I think you need to take into account that, okay, this is like a, a D-make that they were, they took something from the arcade and it was on Genesis and there's a, hey, it, Let's put it on the master system, so it's not going to be look like the like the Genesis version. But I think they did a great job with it. The same with Altered Beast. If they're not like if you had any other option to play it on anything else, you should probably play it on that. But yeah. I think it's great what they were able to do with the master system. Um, you know, and I think there's somebody hacking the master system version to add in the other characters. Really. So, there might be a homebrew or something come out one one day sometime in the future where you can choose choose the characters oh, but nice. i mean i think it still it looks great it, the sound there's a lot of sound missing like there's no death sounds like there's yeah there's nothing which when you knock an opponent off screen that's what you need to hear to know okay that guy's dead i don't have to worry about him anymore right. you don't have that in the master system version but I think, you know, the Villages, the Eagle, the Turtle, they don't look as great as they do on the Genesis and the Arcade. But I think it still looks good for what they could do with the Master System. And I think I think, I think, think it and uh, Altered Beast, your character is like a background sprite. And that was how yeah. they, they were able to get it to animate and work the way that they did. <clears throat> and so they pretty much like, that was probably like what the kids talk about, you know, taking... You know, making it run at the best it, that you could get from the system, mm -hmm. just pushing it, pushing it to its limits. I think is what I was going for. Um, but you know, you obviously got it's a different style completely because you only have Tariq or X Battler, and you can choose any of the magic styles. So if you want to have a bunch of magic, you can you can pick the fire magic of Tariq and or I mean Tyrus and have fun with that. So it's that's a neat little different difference. Um, but and it definitely runs slower. And yeah, it's easier to get stuck on like a, a ledge or an edge of a building or a tree or something. <clears throat> but you can also use that to your advantage because you can make the other guys get stuck on those things. Like you're kind of hiding behind the building, waiting for them to come around, and then you just smack them. And the end is different. Like the Genesis version is different than the arcade version, and the Master System version is even different. Like they're like the end cutscenes is kind of like the end of Conan, but so it has a has a static picture and then it has text that comes by and then that static picture changes two or three times, maybe four times. And so and that was when I was like, who's Tarek or Tariq, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's what when I learned. Oh my gosh, okay, this guy's it's Axe Battler, but for whatever reason they gave him a different name. And then I had to look in the manual and found out that backstory, but. Like I said, any other version, you'd be better off playing. Just, you know, I love the Master System, but it's that's just being honest. <laughs> any other version is going to be better. But yeah. Still fun to look and see what they were able to do with an 8-bit system. 
at, with, at that time, which was like the late eighties, early nineties. Bill, did you, did you say you tried out the master system version? Uh, yeah, yeah. I tried out, uh, the master system. I have that cartridge, uh, you know, I tweeted it out, try to impress you. Remember that tweet? <laughs> I, I am impressed, but let me ask you, honestly, did you, did you play for more than a few minutes or did you say this is too choppy? It's too sluggish. Yeah. Well, I put it, when I put it on, I was shocked at how good it looked for, you know, such a pathetic system to pump Watch out um, <laughs> those <Wow>. graphics. <laughs> you, you will get hurt. You guys are always underestimating the power of the master system. The sprite was so huge. It was it was really shocking how, how big it was, and everything looked yeah. really good. But, yeah, once three enemies came on, that thing just chop, 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 chop. Yeah. It was, un, for me, unable to play. So I couldn't oh, get much like further a, than the village. It's like a Wasram said. They, they managed those big characters because they were actually drawn as part of the background. And that's also why it was so choppy, because the background tiles can only move eight pixels at a time. And so the characters are kind of bouncing around. Uh, so it makes for good screenshots, but the animation of the game, I think, is is lacking. But, so it wasn't yeah. as good as the Double Dragon port on the NES. But I don't think I don't think Double Dragon was as graphically intensive as Golden Axe was. Sounds like an excuse to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah, no, it's just, just saying that Double Dragon is worse. <laughs> oh. Uh. All right. Let's see. Um, yeah, before I, we I don't get. Know if I mentioned it. The background music, though, they did a good job with the background music for what the Master System could do. Oh, yeah. The music I thought was pretty it good. It was like you could hear, like when I was playing through it, I was like thinking, oh, yeah, this sounds pretty close to what it was in the Genesis, but you know, not quite there. Yeah. So let's segue that into some of the other games. We, we've. We've talked about Golden Axe on a couple of systems. I do want to talk about Golden Axe 2. What what do you think of Golden Axe 2? Right off the bat, I think it had a little smoother controls. I played again with, uh, is it Gilius? Is that his name, the, the dwarf? Gilius. Sure, yeah. Gilius. Yeah, I played with him um, pretty much exclusively, and he seemed a little quicker. He jumped around a little better. His, uh, his swinging his axe was a little quicker. So a little, little smoother. His special move was much better i use it often uh he he kind of spins around his axe he plants on the ground and spins around it and you can knock enemies away on both sides it was very effective so i enjoyed that very much um i didn't beat it i got fairly i got pr pretty well through it um i think to the uh, to the castle so i'm not sure how far i was but I, I imagine i was pretty close to beating it but i do have to give it props for one of the coolest uh level names i think i've ever heard and that is that fiery cave they called uh, dragon's throat i think that is the coolest name for a level i've ever heard it's <laughs> very yeah that metal, was pretty cool very metal as the kids say but um <laughs> yeah but it, again great great music great not as memorable probably just because it's not as nostalgic um yes but I, I think it's really good great graphics visuals but again it's just more of the same a little smoother controls it's but it's all the same stuff you know you're just jumping okay. around you're you're doing your charge attack you're not getting any upgrades. I, I do. There is something different with the magic that I liked, and that's um, you can hold the button in and pick what level magic you use instead of just relying on how many bottles you collected. So that was a nice little feature I liked as well. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But it, again, it was just 
uh, pretty much more of the same. The, the music is really cool. It's very percussive. There's like lots of snare drums now, it seems, in the music. It was pretty good. I found, I just played through today as um, the girl, and her special attack is much like Gilius's from the first game where she does this somersault backwards, but she adds an attack. When you hit it, she attacks forward and then summers, uh, somersaults backwards and attacks the guy behind her at the same time. So it's really effective and wide-ranging. So I thought that was really good. The magic I don't like. I, I don't like having to hold down a button. It's like that part in the first game. That's what I liked was it was like a get out of jail card. You hit the magic and everything clears. You know, now you're holding it down to get where you wanted. You know, I don't like it. I don't like no. it. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought it was pretty good because then you could like say, oh, I just want a little bit of magic for these enemies. And then you'd still have magic later for the boss. Plus, you could still move around while you were holding it down so it's like you could maneuver yourself away from the enemies while mm -hmm. gearing your magic up uh, melissa some of us uh, dudes just like to shoot it all in one shot so. that's, nice. well, that's, that's, that's a shame that's the third <laughs> shame <laughs> what what am i missing <laughs> i can go video games well that is Why that is I? a question what are you missing <laughs> 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 all right so we have two votes for the improve the changed i'll say magic system uh Oaz, how do you feel about golden axe 2 i think it's i think it's a good improvement over the first yeah uh, like streets of rage 2 i think it's it's the best out of that the trilogies that they each have golden okay. axe 2 was just more it, like duke said it's more of the same from the first one but it's more refined and better yeah, and the magic system, it's it's hit and miss sometimes, because <clears throat> it stinks when you're hold, you're holding it, you're doing whatever, and you're like, I let it go too soon, and I, I did level five, especially with Tiris, I did level five instead of level six or whatever her max is, and you're like, dang it, yeah, yeah. But it is nice yeah. because you can be like, oh, okay, I only need to use one, I need to get these guys to back off for half a second, so you hit it, let it go, and yep. do that. So did you notice? Did you notice in two they did improve like the enemies smartened up about the charge? Oh attack. yeah, yeah. I meant to mention that too. Yeah. I did notice that. So when you charge attacks, yeah. When you charge, sometimes they would instead of just being able to go back and forth, they would move out of the way, and you couldn't yeah. you couldn't just yeah. charge attack the same way. Yeah, I noticed you need, that. Too. You needed to be closer before you started the charge the uh, the actual attack. Okay, yeah. so that was a bit of a game gameplay improvement. Yes, Good. absolutely. Yeah, I um. I thought I thought Golden Axe Two um, played or controlled for me a lot more. Lot, uh, it was more my style. I was able to get used to the controls a lot easier than I was able to with Golden Axe, and I felt it to be generally a much smoother uh, and improved uh, experience. I, I but like Duke said, I've, I've been nostalgic for the first game. That's the game that you know I really really liked. But in many ways, Golden Axe Two uh, is superior. It just doesn't have that nostalgia. Effect I think it's it, its presentation seemed duller to me, like the backgrounds, the way the, yes. the, the scenes move, the characters, and the audio. This when they died, the blah blah. Why oh, would yeah. they take away those yeah. death sounds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I wanted to come back to. They toned it down. Yeah. 
That was I don't like the death sound in Golden Axe Two. I don't all. either. I think it is so dumb because they go bleh. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible. You sound. want you want that that death scream that you got from the first one. That's so yes. iconic. And when I first heard it playing it, the the Golden Axe Two, I was like, oh, I was disappointed. <laughs> yes, I thought maybe would maybe they'd mix it in, but no, you just get that one little wimpy sound, you know. Yeah, that's that is true. That is the one thing I didn't. Uh, Nostalgia. Oh, two things: the nostalgia and the death sound are, are not uh, are not there. Oh, Waz, you mentioned there was a trilogy. Now, I think, if I'm not mistaken, only Golden Axe one and two came out in the U.S. for the Genesis, but I there think, is a Golden Axe three. Um, I think it showed up on the Sega Channel. Oh, did it? Was a Sega Channel? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, did anybody play Golden Axe? Bill, you said you found it. Did anybody play Golden Axe three? I've I have played it, but I didn't I haven't played it recently. Okay. Bill, did you try it out for this month? Yeah, it it's on that uh Sonic uh, Sega All Stars compilation disc or something. That's right. I, I had that for PlayStation uh three. So I, I did that. Um yeah, it's it's more of the same, more progression of what you know. Um Gilius is not a usable character. He's there, but That's he's right. not He's not a usable character. Other than that, I I can't remember much more about it, to be honest yeah. with you. In replace in or in place of Gilius, you have like a Panther and just like a huge barbarian. Yeah. Oh, and there's a little little guy too. There's a smaller the small a kid or something. He's super fast. And his magic, he's the only uh, time in the franchise that his magic is not offensive. His magic is it grows an apple tree and drops apples. And if you grab the apples, it'll restore your health. So if you're playing cooperatively, you need that guy. That's interesting. Interesting. Melissa, you and I may have to check that one out. Maybe. I only played it. I only played it briefly. And the arcade had a sequel as well. I don't know if it was called Golden Axe. I think it might have been called Revenge of Death Adder. Yeah, Golden Axe Revenge yeah. of Death Adder. Mm-hmm. And is it the same as Golden Axe 2, or is it different? It's uh, different again. The uh, characters are different. Uh, Gilius is riding on top of a big dude. He's one of the characters. Um, there's a lot more enemies. They kind of, I don't know, Streets of Rage did a bit, where there's just tons and tons of enemies on screen at the same time. Uh, you can choose different paths. Uh and you can choose different paths in three. That's also oh, that's right. one different. Oh, game. that's right. Yeah, that's true. From uh, yeah. some of the videos that I watched, that that is what a lot of people say is the best um, Golden Axe game. Is that arcade exclusive one, uh, uh, Return of Death Adder? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, okay. None of them were saying that was like like so good, like the cream of the crop when it comes to Golden Axe games. I don't know personally, but that's what some of the people. It, were it would definitely be a quarter muncher compared to the first one. It's definitely more challenging. So, Melissa, that you know, there's an arcade one-up of Golden Axe and Golden Axe Revenge Ooh. of the Death Adder, and it also has Shinobi and Altered Beast. And uh, you know, if that if that's the best game and that's the only way to play it, I mean, you got to get it. That's a no-brainer. You know, yeah. we, we should think about maybe it'd be wrong yeah. not to get it. <laughs> like anyway, you know, okay. You have at the Q Dog house, you know, tons of faith. Uh, uh-huh. We'll right. talk afterwards. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Okay. No, I want it on camera so that you can, you know, be held accountable. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so we've talked about the main. I think we've talked about all of the main line games. There is one more which I have never played. It's removed in time from the others by about two decades, I think. And it is Golden Axe Beast Rider, which was an Xbox 360 and PS3 game, if I'm not mistaken. Oaz is pulling out his copy. Has anybody played this game? <laughs> anybody want to comment about Beast Rider? I, I played through it, and I, I beat it. Um, and it needed more time in the oven. The controls, <laughs> yeah. the controls are kind of rough. And like getting on on the beasts is the worst part because of how they turn and control. Um, it makes it really rough to rough to play. Um, I went, but actually I went back and repurchased it because I think I sold my copy to a buddy for five bucks after I played through it. I yeah. Unlocked, I unlocked the golden axe, and so you can actually run through the game and play with the golden axe. But everything kills you in one hit. But you kill oh, everything really? in one hit as well. So you know it's, okay. it's that trade off. Yeah. The problem is, is when you're on a beast and you're trying to maneuver someplace and you've got spikes coming up or something, there's traps and you, the beast doesn't handle quite right and you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. It's like, gee, I'm just going to get on the beast. I'm just going to walk up the path and, and leave it behind. But interesting. It's, it's, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough to pick it up, up again and I started playing through it again. And I was actually doing better than I was when I actually beat it because it's. <clears throat> On the normal mode, there you have the ability to dodge and parry attacks, and the game will let you know by orange or blue glows on the enemy's weapons. I think is what it is, and so you can you can counter those and you can t kill them a lot quicker. But it, it definitely needed more time in the oven. It's not what it should have been. Hopefully, what Sega's coming up with this year, or next year, is going to be a lot better. Oh, they're coming up with something new, huh? Is that part of that Sega announcement from earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I do also want to mention for anybody who's interested in even more Golden Axe, there are a couple of spinoff games. Uh, there is one of my personal favorites, Golden Axe Warrior, which is a no shame, straight up clone of The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think it has nine dungeons as opposed to the inferior and smaller eight dungeons in the Legend of Zelda. Duke, that's for you. Um, I'm teasing, of course. Uh, Golden Axe uh, Warrior is it's a Zelda clone, and it's it's quite good. We touched on the Genesis collection for the PS3 and the 360, but Golden Axe Warrior is unlockable on this. It's the cheapest way that you're going to be able to play it off of an, you know, an official item. <laughs> There's also a game called Axe Battler, which is the name of the barbarian character in the first game. And that's a game gear game. Uh, I think that's another similar, that might be an RPG. That one's an, and, it's an RPG. It is. Okay. And then there is a, there's a game for the Sega Saturn, I think called golden ax, the duel, which is a fighting game. Yep. Um, does anybody have any experience with any of these? Uh, I know. Oaz, do you have any experience with any of these outside of golden ax warrior? Um, I've, beat um axe battler that was a game i had from when i was a kid and then two or three years ago i was like i'm gonna finally i'm gonna get around and i'm gonna beat this and i did it's it's interesting because you go into like dungeons and you have to find the item and then you have to go to town and and the towns every time you go to i think it's every time you go to you can learn a new move but you learn it by defeating um an enemy and if you get hit once, it kicks you out of the battle, and you have to start all over. So that, wow. that's one of the 
downsides of it is like any fight you get into, if you get touched, you're out. Okay. So, and the random okay. battles. So if you don't can't get to town quick enough from failing too many fights, you're going to die and it's taken back to town and have to redo a bunch of it. But it was a fun playthrough. I enjoyed it. There was a couple of frustrating parts, but I Axe Battler overall was, it was a good fun. If you got a Game Gear or a way to play Game Gear games, it's worth picking up if you can find it for a good price. Cool. But very, very different than the uh, arcade beat-em-up that, uh, that spawned the uh, the series. Yes. So with that, I'm going to pull a surprise maneuver, and let's go back to the original first Golden Axe game, and I'm going to ask you all to rate it using the Curtis Freisel five-star <laughs> method. No half-stars. One, two, three, four, five stars. How would you rate the original Golden Axe that you played on Genesis or Arcade? And would you recommend it for people to play today in 2024? Duke, what's your star rating? And put me on the spot. Um, yes. No half stars. I'm doing no Curtis's thing. What about three quarter stars? <laughs> <laughs> Integers. Inter whole numbers. Right. Whole numbers. I, I give it a four. Yeah. Four out of five. Um, I teetered on three, between three and four, but I'm going to go with a four. It definitely uh, has some flaws, as I mentioned, but it's such it has such a great presentation and such great music and such just wonderful 16-bit graphics and sprites that I just got to give it a four for that. Um, so I really enjoyed it. It's a it's a fun game, despite its flaws, and I absolutely recommend it. Okay, and Melissa, who probably thought she was going to be last. <laughs> <laughs> What what is your star rating? My star rating it's I think I think I am gonna say four as well. It's a pretty good fun little beat 'em up. It doesn't take long, you know. Um That's true. it's and, short, isn't it? Yeah, it's short. Uh and it's a fun little beat 'em up and when you just wanna put something in and, and take out some aggression. And I think people, <laughs> you know, should play it. I think people should play it. Yes. Everyone listening should probably play it. Yes. Okay. Owaz, where do you stand on Golden Axe? So for the Genesis version, I think I'd do a four. And the Master System version, I'd do a three. Uh-huh. Um, but like I said before, play the Genesis version. I think it's well worth it. Um, it's, it's, it's a fun game. There are some issues with it, but I think it's worth playing it and checking it out because I, mean, I think the, the history part of it is – it's interesting. It's also good to see you know, how far they've come. If you play the second one, you get a better idea of you know the iteration of progress. But it's it's a fun game. Uh, you know, it has iconic music and it has iconic sounds for for all of us that grew up with it. It's just it's a sol it's a solid game with some issues. So I'd give it a four. Four. Bill. That's five. Easy. <laughs> Yay! Five Come on. Arcade version here. We're talking. Okay, the arcade's okay. five. Like, that whole game is, like, everything is satisfying about it. Everything. It's, uh, it's just pleasing to play, and like I said, it seems like the developers didn't want to beat up the player. They wanted the player to have fun and enjoy this thing. Like Melissa said, time is nice and short. It's a perfect amount of time, but just Everything is satisfying, especially like the final kill in the in the arcade game where you take out Death Adder. I don't know if you've seen it, 
the golden axe flies in the air and then comes back down into his chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a definitive kill. Satisfying. So yeah, yeah definitely. So far. Also in the in the arcade, it's cool because like his his remains are like in the background. You see all these little things squirrel squirming and then and then it reforms him. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I saw that. I saw that in I I watched the YouTube video. That was a pretty cool effect. Yeah, Bunch Master System version. <laughs> he just pops up on the screen. Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eight bits. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, what about uh, you? Yeah. Oh, I have to. I have. Yes, to, of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say a four also because I found again I found the controls to be a little frustrating, getting stuck in an animation sequence that I couldn't break out of. Um, but I have a lot of nostalgia for this game. Uh, like I said, I remember uh, coveting it uh, from the magazine ads I was seeing in uh, 1989, and, and thinking the graphics were were beautiful. And I want to—I'll mention. I'm gonna—I'll take this opportunity to mention. I forgot to mention there is a 32x upgrade, and if you have the means to uh, patch a Genesis ROM and play a patched ROM on a 32x. I would recommend it because it improves the Genesis version to be much closer to the arcade. The enemies still disappear, but the graphics are quite a bit better. Uh, has that eagle eye animation that Duke was talking about, and the backgrounds look a lot more realistic, and even the weather changes as you go through the, um, the levels. But um, even as it is, the Genesis version is very good, and, and I'll give it a four uh, only because of the controls that I, I struggled with. Um, and of course, I, I recommend playing it, especially if you have um, the means, the co-op. The co-op is is quite fun. It's not the best co-op on the Sega Genesis. That probably goes to Streets of Rage, but it certainly has its moments. So I think uh, everybody's pretty generally positive. We got four fours and a five, so we're looking at a, I'll say a B plus average. So give Golden Axe a try. I do want to bring up one thing. Um, we didn't really talk about the ending too much. Um, I know the arcade has like one of the, they say one of the coolest endings, and I did see a video on it, and it was really cool, where all the characters jump out of the arcade. And you see like an image of somebody playing the arcade, and they all come bursting out of the arcade, and then they see him walking out of the arcade. That's a really cool ending. But the uh, I don't I don't think it happened on the Genesis, right? I don't remember seeing that. So, but it was cool the the effect of the the words in a ball, and they were using a baseball like a baseball bat, and then the words would open up and have the title, the um, the credits. That was really clever and really cool. I really enjoyed watching that. So, I just wanted to kind of bring that up. That was a neat effect. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Genesis yes. version shows like all the enemies, and it gives them it breaks down their height, weight, attack, yeah, yeah, move yeah. ratings. So you have a little bit more information on that one. Bill, it sounds like you've beaten uh, the arcade version multiple times. What are your thoughts on that ending? I loved it. Imagine being in the arcade yeah. seeing that for the first I time. Know. Yeah, it was cool. wild. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That's pretty cool. Like a little fourth wall break, right? At yeah. The... Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Sega's always been pretty cool with stuff, you know? Had a good, like, uh, celebratory music, too. Like a new song came out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah it was good. Okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Cartridge Club Game of the Month podcast. Uh, I'd like to quickly mention some of the upcoming games that we have so people can uh, 
start looking forward to those. February is FPS February, and the Cartridge Club Patreons have chosen GoldenEye for the Nintendo 64, so Ooh. get yourselves ready for, yeah, very uh, classic, classic shooter on the Nintendo. Uh, for March, we are going mad for the Atari 50th Anniversary Collection. Uh, this was a collection that came out a couple years ago. Our, our co-host, Curtis Freisel, will be hosting his, I think, normal March Madness discussing all of the great games from Atari. And finally, we have the honor of announcing that April, which has historically been our Zelda month, we are back with Zelda, and this time it is The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, which is a Game Boy Advance game. So be sure to join us for that. I This is one I know I've been wanting to play for quite a long time, so looking forward to, to playing that one. And again, if you'd like to get involved with the club, I'd encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cartridge Club NA. You can also visit our Discord for all kinds of discussion about past, present, and future games of the month. To those of you interested in supporting the club beyond a review on the podcast app of your choice, I'd like to mention that the club is entirely funded by pledges made from members of our community. We are extremely grateful to those supporters, and if you're interested in becoming one of them, please look into how you can do that at patreon.com slash And with that, I would like to thank all of our guests uh, and have them give us, tell us a little bit about where we can find them outside of the parking club. Bill, start with you. Oh, thank you. Well, first of all, uh, thank you, my two dots, for having me on the Golden Axe episode. We appreciate being here. And, of course, um, Thank the Q-Dogs again for uh, and the rotating group of Cartridge Club hosts that keep this podcast going month after month. Though. So thank you guys for, for keeping it alive and keeping it going. And of course, uh, don't forget to check out the Q-Dogs in the Q-Dog house. A weekly, weekly treasure we have come to love and expect to see every week on YouTube. <laughs> Keep those expectations uh, low, Bill. We expect, <laughs> and we'll see it every week. So, thank you, Q Dog, for that. Anyways, um, yeah, my name is uh, Bill. Uh, start to continue podcast. You can check me out there with my co-host Joe, and I got a little project. Uh, Midnight is flashing YouTube with my good buddy Chris Roberts over there, where we talk about VHS tapes. So look for that. Okay, thank you, Bill. Duke, how about you? Where can we find you? Well, first I'd like to thank you for inviting me on. When I got the invite, I was uh, very excited um, because I haven't been on it in quite a while. But um, I've been involved in the Cartridge Club since season one. And um, I'm not as involved as I used to be just because of my lifestyle and everything else. But I'm super excited to be on here again and uh, discuss a great game. So thanks for the invite very much. Appreciate it. And um, you can find me, uh, I do a podcast with my good friend Chris Roberts, um, the Retro Nonsense Podcast. We do it pretty much once a month. Um, and I uh, had a very active YouTube channel there for a while, but it's become much less active. I just put my first video up last week that I put up in over a year. So, But I really enjoy doing it. I will pop in from time to time and throw some content up there, but it's, it's way less than you speak because all my focus is on my podcast these days. But... That's where you can find me. Wazrim, how about you? All right, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, X, Twitter. I've got my own Discord. I also stream some on Scanline Heroes, which 
can be found on Twitch, Discord, YouTube, and the Sega Crew, which does usually monthly events over on Twitch, YouTube, and they have their own Discord. Yeah, I want to encourage everybody to check out the uh, STC Pod podcast, The Midnight is Flashing, Retro Nonsense podcast, and of course, Oazrum is a huge streamer. So be sure to check out all of their content. And finally, Melissa, I will ask you, where can you find us in the event that you are still interested in? Uh, you can find us on YouTube under the Mighty Q-Dog channel. That's uh, Q-D-A-W-G. Uh, and we do, we are doing a weekly vlog type uh, video. Five minutes in the Q-Dog house. You can yeah. see what we do in For just free. five minutes time. Or don't do. Yeah. Or don't do. That's correct. Uh, and we do uh, uh, pick up videos from time to time as well. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Mrs. Q Dog. Again, Q D A W G. And where can we find you? I'm on Twitter or X at Mighty Q Dog. Also D A W G. So, to everyone listening, we look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for joining us and CC Unite.